One of the blessings of longevity, that is, of pastoring a church for almost 34 years, is you get to see young people grow up in the church, nursery age, children's church, youth group, grow up, get married, have their own children, and develop in life and ministry, and that truly is a blessing. And this morning, Pastor Tara is going to come, and she's going to minister the Word of God, and I have seen her grow up from five years old or so, and mature and develop, and her and her husband do an amazing job pastoring the youth of this church, and they take that seriously. They serve with integrity and with passion for the work of God. So would you just once again, just welcome and appreciate Tara. Good morning. Just going to get a little settled up here, if that's okay. Happy Mother's Day. All right. Well, a couple things before I get started. Let's pray so that I can actually get through this, right, without stumbling. Lord, we come before you. We just thank you for your presence this morning. That is so evident. Lord, we pray that you will come and bless your word this morning. God, come by your Holy Spirit, minister to each heart. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Richard, Pastor Lisa. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. This is an honor to be able to. I want to thank my husband, the MVP right here. Uh, if you know my husband, if you spend any time with him, you will feel encouraged and loved. He makes everyone feel so important, and that's what he does for me every single day. So thank you. Okay. Here we go. Whew. I was look up here. My girls are over here. All right. Um, happy Mother's Day. I said that. But I saw this cool thing from Christine Kane. If you've ever listened to Christine Kane, she's awesome. She's a woman of God. She said, you are changing the world. The expectant mother, the spiritual mother, the biological mother, the foster mother, the adoptive mother, the single mother, the stepmother, and the grieving mother. So happy Mother's Day to all of you, we're all in different seasons, right, of motherhood, but we're, you're all significant to God. Amen? Happy Mother's Day to my mom and to my mother-in-law who are watching. I love you. Thank you to all the mothers here who have loved me and been a mother to me and to my children. So happy Mother's Day to you all. All right. Let's get to God's Word. That's why we're here, right? God's Word is powerful, and I love God's Word. It's what stabilizes us, right? It's our rock. Amen. All right, so we are living in a culture right now. It's a little crazy, right? We're living in a culture right now where mental health and mental illness are on the forefront, which is good, right? We need to talk about that stuff. For a long time, it was quiet. Don't talk about how you feel, right? Don't keep that hidden. But now, in our generation today, it's something that's talked about. Um, right now in the youth group, we've talked about some major deep issues such as depression and suicide. We've talked, we're going to talk about anxiety, uh, self-care and being healthy, taking care of yourself, right? It's all important. The battle of the mind and uh, peer pressure. That was a great. So we've been working through these things and, and talking about our mental health and working through it. Is that Javier over there? You're here, bud. It's so good to see you. All right. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Um, it's an important thing to talk about, right, to work through our stuff and to deal with it in Jesus, right, because he wants to heal us and bring us through the issues that we have, right? 
I've struggled with things with mental health and mental illness myself. I've had to work through depression for, for a long time. Uh, it's part of kind of my, my family line. It's came through, and I've, I've walked through some dark times, right? And God had to help me, and I had to work through that. It's, it's not fun. It's not easy, but it's important to talk about it, right, and to work through it. Our young people, especially with the pandemic, they have faced, it's been crazy, and mental illness came to the forefront, and, and the stuff that they're dealing with and they're facing, it's, it's unbelievable. It's even different from when I was growing up. The things that they're facing, it's, it's crazy. So the other day, um, we were watching our favorite show, Shark Tank. You ever seen Shark Tank? It's awesome. It's these entrepreneurs. They come up with a business or an idea, a, a company, a product, and they bring it to the Shark Tank where there's these millionaires and billionaires sitting there. And they're trying to get an investment from these rich guys and women. Um, so it's a cool show because they go back and forth and they kind of, I'll give you this much of my business while I want this much, all that. So it's our favorite show. We love watching Shark Tank. So the other day, there was a young girl on there and she brought her company and she brought her product to the Shark Tank. And it was very interesting it was a clothing line, but more than just clothing. It was like stickers and all different things you could, you could have. Most important was the clothing. And it was to kind of show what you struggle with with mental health. So there were shirts that said overthinker and a shirt that said anxious. And like, all right, so after the show, we started talking about it. And I think a lot of times we can get comfortable with our struggle and we kind of stay there. And we get comfortable with it and we just say, well, I'm anxious. That's just the way I am. Or I'm an overthinker and that's just the way I am. That's how God made me. And this is, today I want to talk about the name of my sermon is Don't Settle. Don't Settle. Don't settle for less than God has for you. He has deliverance. He has freedom. He has healing. He has joy. He has peace. We don't have to settle. Yes, we struggle. I admit it. I struggle too, but I'm not going to stay in my depression. That's not what God has for me. He has freedom for me. He has joy for me. Amen. So we don't want to settle for less than God has for us. You don't have to settle with a label that the world has given you. They want to do that. They want to put labels on you. You don't have to settle for what your, the label your family has given you. Sometimes even people say things and they think they're being funny, but actually it sticks, just like Carolyn just said, like it sticks with you, what people say, and it becomes our identity. Or even what you have said about yourself. We accept it and we speak those things over ourselves and we just kind of stay in that place. I'm going to read a section of scripture that I believe is a powerful prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. Paul was an unbelievable man of God in the New Testament. He wrote a lot of the New Testament books. And this particular book he wrote when he was in prison, which is crazy, right? In prison. And he did not write this letter to a group of pastors or leaders. So keep that in mind as we read it. He, read, he wrote this letter to a church like us. Regular people, right? Regular people. It was written to the people in the church, and he was encouraging them to walk in freedom and in power. That's what we want today. Amen. All right, so if you can open to the book of Ephesians, 
chapter 3. This is going to be our main text today. Ephesians chapter 3. It will be on the screen. If you don't have your Bible with you, that's okay. We have it on the screen for you. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 down to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Man, powerful uh, passage of scripture. Uh, I'm going to pick out three things in this passage that I believe we can identify with. We're not going to settle for less than God has for us. Amen. The first point I want to make here is that we can be strengthened with power. We can be strengthened with power. Now, in the scripture here, it says, according to the riches of his glory. The source and the source that we have is unlimited. He has unlimited power and strength. Amen? Now, listen, my, my daughter, Maddie, I have an 8-year-old and I have a 5-year-old. And Maddie is my 8-year-old and she loves sweets. Like, if you know Maddie... She can just live on sugar and sugar and sugar and sugar. She'll like, it's just, she thinks about it. It's really a thing we got to deal with. But anyway, she loves treats, right? Uh, but she's always wondering, is there going to be enough? You can see her little eyes. Like, if you're eating a cookie, she's like sizing you up. Like, is there going to be enough for me or for tomorrow? Like, that's just what, we have unlimited resources in God, right? There's not going to run out. It's unlimited. God's power is unlimited. And the scripture says we can be strengthened in our inner man. I love this, in our inner man. Now, we live in a world where there's temptations, right, constantly pulling at us. This world is full of distractions. It's crazy, the distraction, right? This world is full of tasks and busyness. They want to keep you busy. Life goes and goes and goes and goes. It's constant. We constantly compare ourselves with others. We're trying to live up to expectations. It's a constant thing, right? That's why we need to be strengthened in our inner man to be able to overcome these things through Christ. Now, I'm all about the outer man being strengthened. That's super important, right? We need to take care of our physical bodies, so that we can do what God's called us to do, right? The physical man is important. I'm trying hard to get back into, like, working out and stuff. It's not easy <laughs> to do. The lady on the screen is telling me to do things. I'm like, I can't. I can't do that, lady. I can't. It's hard. So it is important, right? It's important to keep our physical bodies. But how much more important our inner man a lot of people focus on the outer man and neglect the inner man, and they settle for weakness. If you don't take care of your inner man and your inner spirit, you're going to be weak. 
You're not going to be able to stand up to the things of this world the enemy throws at you. You're not going to be able to do that. But we need to strengthen in our inner man. Now when it says be strengthened with power, this word is dunamis. Can you say dunamis? Dunamis. I like that. It's kind of like dynamite, right? Dunamis, dynamite. This is a strength, a power, an ability, a mighty strength, a miraculous power in abundance. Don't you want to walk in that? I want to walk in that. Ability, abundance, strength, mighty, miraculous power. That's what God has for us. Now listen, remember, we've talked about this um, before when the lady had the issue of blood and she was really sick and no doctors could help her, right? And remember Jesus, all she did was touch his garment, right? And he said, power has left me. That's the same word. That's the same word that we can have that power that Jesus walked in. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. Now listen, when Jesus went into the wilderness and he was tempted, remember he fasted and the devil came at him, but he overcame, right? Then the Bible says he returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. That's the same word. That's the same word. We can walk in the power that Jesus walked in. That's, that's crazy stuff. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Same word, the power of the Holy Spirit. Last one, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. We can walk in power. I think a lot of times we disqualify ourselves from this. We think it's just for those who are more spiritual or those who are closer with God. We don't think we would be able to carry that kind of power because we don't deserve it. You know, we know our own flaws. We could all tell all our mistakes and our failures, and we disqualify ourselves. I can't, I can't walk in that power. I can't do that. But Paul, like I said, he's writing to the church, not to a group of pastors. He's writing to people who are in a dark world and who need to know that they can walk in power. How are we going to make it through this crazy, crazy culture if we don't walk in power? Listen to this. We can have inner strength that overcomes sin instead of giving into it. We don't have to continually give into sin. We can have a strength in our inner man that overcomes it, but we can't without him. We, when we're hurt by people, we can have the power to forgive and love. It's hard to forgive sometimes, right, when we're hurt? But if we're strengthened with power in our inner man, we can, we can forgive. When peer pressure comes and it's strong, we feel that pull to just go with the crowd, we can have strength to do what is right and to follow God. It's that inner strength. When we're tempted to cheat or lie, we can have the power to have integrity from our inner man. We can walk in power. When we see someone who's struggling and we get that nudge in our spirit to go walk over and pray, have you ever felt that? But you're scared. It's like, oh, I'm nervous. I get, I, that happens to me often, right? We feel, I want to go pray. I want to go say something, but I get nervous. If we have that power working in us, we're going to have the boldness to go do that, to be there for that person. When we're desiring to see miracles, signs, and wonders, I know we've been praying for that. We've seen God move, but we want more of it, right? We can begin to have faith and begin to walk in that power. 
We do not have to settle for weak faith and a mediocre life. We can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's awesome. You know, I think of my husband the other day. He's walking. Sometimes he walks to church and walks back. We just live like a few minutes down the street. The other day, he walks home from work. He's like, yes, yeah, someone just got saved on my way home from I'm like, what? Yeah, I just, I just stopped and prayed with this guy. He literally gave his heart to the Lord on the street on Branch Ave. Like, that's awesome. We don't have to settle for a mediocre life. We don't have to just walk from here to there and complain about how we don't have a car. No, somebody got saved. The fact that he was walking on Branch Ave. We can live a powerful life. We don't have to settle. Now, the scripture goes on to say, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. That word dwell, it's to settle. So there are two words here. Sometimes it's used to mean to live as a stranger somewhere or to live as like a permanent residence. You ever been somewhere where you just feel like uncomfortable? If you walk in, you're like, eh. I don't like what they're saying. I just, I'm not comfortable here. I don't like the smell. I just want to be home. Like, you know that feeling? You're just not home. You're just not comfortable. But then when you're home or you're at your mom's house, right, wherever you're comfortable, you're like, you can settle in. You enjoy it. You can find your nice cozy seat on the couch, right? We just got a new recliner chair. Forget it. I fall asleep all the time in it. It's so comfortable. But that's, that's what this word means. He wants to dwell in our hearts. Now, this is so powerful. I'd never seen this before. Now, in the book of Ezekiel, crazy book, there was a time. Now, Ezekiel was a prophet, and he was a priest. And God would give him these crazy visions. So take him from where he was, and he could see things in the spiritual. Crazy, right? So there was one vision that God gave Ezekiel. He took him to the temple and the people were not acting right in the temple. They were not treating the temple the way that God intended it. The temple was meant to be holy, right? The temple was God's house. And they were bringing in all sorts of things, idols and crazy, nasty stuff into God's house. And so God showed Ezekiel a vision of this time. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 8, I just want to read you what God showed him because it's crazy for what we're talking about. Uh chapter 8, verse 7, and he brought me to the entrance of the court, and when I looked, behold, there was a hole in the wall. Now picture this in your mind. Then he said to me, son of man, dig in the wall. So I dug in the wall, and behold, there was an entrance, and he said to me, go in and see the vile abominations they are committing there. So I went in and saw, and there, engraved on the wall, all around was every form of creeping things, loathsome beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel. What is written on our hearts? This is God's dwelling place. The Holy Spirit, this is where he wants to dwell and make his home. But if he were to come and see a hole in our heart, what would he see written on the walls? Because we can, we can hide a lot and make it look holy, right? I know, I grew up in the church, I know what it's like to, to look holy. There's a lot going on inside. But God wants to make us holy. We're a holy temple. We're his temple. He wants to dwell. God is holy and his dwelling place is holy. We're not called to perfection. Please hear me. 
because none of us would be here, right? This is not perfection, but it's his power working in us. We're able to live holy lives. That inner strength, that inner power, we're able to overcome and live holy lives for him. Amen? So the first point was strengthened with power. Second point, we can be rooted in love. Rooted in love. Now, automatically we think of the love of God, which, yes, of course, we need to be rooted in love of God. But actually, this is focusing on a love for one another. This is a love for one another. And through our love for one another, we experience the love of God. Rooted is that idea of a tree when it's planted, it goes deep into the soil. It wraps around rocks. You can't uproot it, right? It's strong. It's a secure place. It's a place of stability. So that's rooted. And grounded is like a building which is set and there's going to be no cracks in the foundation. It's, gonna, it's a strong, stable. So rooted and grounded. We need to be committed to loving one another. We are the family of God. And we depend on one another. We saw this on display for women of Judah. All of us are the body of Christ doing our jobs. All of us had a different function. No one was less important than the other. All of us function in the way that God created us. That's the body of Christ. It's beautiful. We depend on one another. Now, when we live in this way of being rooted in love, our children are going to see that. It was beautiful this morning. I saw this little baby up here watching us worship, and she had her little hand up worshiping because they're watching. If they watch, they're going to see us, how we treat one another. Are we rooted and grounded in love? We can have healthy and strong relationships with one another. We don't have to settle for surface relationships. We can have strong friendships in God's family. We need it. A lot of times we just keep it on the surface. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. You're not fine. But together, we're going to come to know the love of God, the width, the length, the depth, and the height. Now, the width, you think of, what do you think of? A river, right? If you stand in front of a river, it's wide, right? It covers a lot. God's love covers our sin. It covers our failures. It covers our past, our mistakes, every circumstance. It's wide enough to cover everything I will face. Amen? His love is wide enough to cover the whole world. John 3, 16, God so loved the world. His love is wide. The length, how long is his love? It's everlasting. It's forever. You don't have to worry. It's not going to run out. A lot of people, their love, maybe you feel abandoned or someone stopped loving you or God's love doesn't stop. It's everlasting. The depth, his love is so deep that he went to the cross. Deep. It's not shallow or surface kind of love that comes and goes. We've all experienced that. That shallow love, that's not God's love. His love is deeper than the ocean. It's so deep that he lowered himself and became a servant and ultimately gave his life. That's deep, right? That's deep. The height, how high? It lifts us to heavenly places and seats us with Christ. That's how high his love is. Amen? There's a commentary that said God's love is wide enough to include every person. No one is left out. Every person. His love is long enough to last throughout eternity. 
God's love is deep enough to reach the worst sinner. The worst sinner. God's love is high enough to take us to heaven. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so we can be strengthened with power. We can be rooted in love, right? Third one, living in expectation. Living in expectation. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in us. This is beyond measure or extraordinary. Extraordinary. What do you believe in God for? What are you expecting him to do? He can go beyond it. Above all you can ask or even imagine or think about, he can go beyond it. I've seen this in my own life. Where I've come from, it's only God's grace. He's gone exceedingly abundantly above all I could even imagine. He's done this for me. We were singing that song, Champion. He's my champion. Jesus is my champion. Above and beyond. I couldn't even imagine. Now, that doesn't mean my life isn't hard sometimes. I struggle, and but God is so good to me. He gives me everything I need. Amen? My marriage my kids, my ministry, the fact that I get to hang out with the coolest people on the planet, teenagers, they're awesome. My daughters, my life, my job. I love my job. I, I love it. It's hard. It's hard work. But I, beyond my imagination, I could never even dream. He knows our hearts. He knows what we need. He knows the desires of our hearts. And he goes beyond. He goes beyond. It's crazy. Now listen, I was thinking about this idea of exceedingly and abundantly, and I thought of a story in the Old Testament in 2 Kings. So 2 Kings chapter 4, I'm just going to read this story real quick to you, talk about exceedingly and abundantly, all right? 2 Kings 4, now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets came to Elisha. Now Elisha was a prophet. I just want to tell you a quick story about Elisha. I teach the seventh grade and uh, teach Bible. And I was talking about Elijah and Elisha. And they were like, oh, I thought Elijah was the guy and Elisha was the girl. It's really cute, but it's not. They're both guys. They're both prophets. So poor Elisha. He's a guy. All right. So <laughs> your servant, my husband is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. So this lady is poor. She has nothing. She's about to lose her kids. So she says to the prophet, like, Help me, please. All right. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. He said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourselves and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. Notice how she was obedient. She had faith, right? Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. God, we see lack. We see all the things we can't do. But God says, what do you have? I'm going to multiply it. He's not looking for the polished ones or the spiritual ones. He's looking for the humble and the weak so he can fill them and use them for his glory. He takes the broken things and uses them in powerful ways. 
He wants us to be strengthened with power, rooted in love, and living with expectation because he wants us to be used to minister to others. This next generation behind us, they're going to see us. He takes what we have and multiplies it. Look at the feeding of the 5,000, right? Only have a little bit. Here's what I have, and Jesus blessed it and used it. Whatever you have today, God wants to use it to touch so many people. Amen? We can be effective for his kingdom in a powerful way. Each one of us, in different ways. He takes the little and he multiplies it. He make, takes the weak and makes them strong. I just want to encourage you to be strengthened with power. Don't settle for weakness. He has more for you. Be rooted in love. Develop strong relationships here. There's some pretty cool people in this church, right? Develop strong relationships. One way is through the church picnic, little plug. But that's a great way. We love the church picnic. We have so much fun. We're pretty competitive people, and our kids love it. And we just love to fellowship, and that's where we become rooted in love. Because a Sunday is nice, but, like, what, how much relationship can we have right now, right? We're, we're focusing on our relationship with God, really. So stuff like that, or life groups, like deepen your relationships with each other. Be rooted in love. That's going to keep you. When you go through hard times, those are the people that are going to be there for you. I just want to share real quick. We, recently, we had about, a lot of busy stuff coming up. We had a, a huge youth event, and we had Women of Judah coming. It was like one thing after the other after the other. And someone in the church just said, hey, um, we ma I made you dinner. I just wanted to come drop it off to you. I'm like, first of all, thank you, honey, because I did not want to make dinner. So thank you. And it was just such a special thing for us because she, she thought about all the stuff we had coming up, and she was really intentional about let me, and she brought stuff for the girls. So it's just really nice. That's what it means to be rooted in love. You bless one another. How can we out-bless one another, right? What was my last point? Hey, anyone remember my last point? Oh, thank you. Living in expectation. Yes, let's live in expectation because God wants to go above and beyond anything we could ever dream of. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We do have a cool church. Turn to the person next to you and say, why don't you become a part of this church? I'm serious. Are you kidding me? What an awesome church we have. Just thinking of the whole service, what a great church. Amen. If I do say so myself. I'm going to ask my wife, Lisa, to come up, and we're going to close in a time of prayer. I want you to understand something, that we try to be very, very intentional here at Victory and very sincere in what we do. When we talk about praying for mothers, we don't just do it as a, a little token thing on Mother's Day, but, but we pray. We pray. We have intercessory prayer. We have an intercessory WhatsApp prayer connection and, and so there's prayer going on and this morning we're gonna just we're gonna just seal that with prayer. Amen. Yes. I want to read something to you. First of all, Tara, that was so good. You got preacher in you girl. I see it. I'm gonna keep coming out. We're gonna keep drawing it out of you. It's good. Good message. So today is Mother's Day and we want to acknowledge all of the women that we are blessed to know. We rejoice over you, 
for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, and your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a quiet reflection and healing, we're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate you. If you adopted a child or you are a foster parent, we rejoice with you and want to honor you for your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we are hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted or feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you, we love you, and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. If you've lost a child through death or miscarriage, we weep, we mourn with you. If your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you, and we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings the prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your own mom, we pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from your birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you are experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, we walk with you in this new season, and we are excited about the next chapter that God has planned for you. If you're a single mom and you wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you, and we will. If you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you and we celebrate each and every one of you. Happy Mother's Day. I want to just call all of our mothers forward this morning. If you would just come and stand in the front, we want to identify you and pray over you. And also want to call up um, some of you married women, some of you that want to be moms, that maybe having a, a challenge becoming a mother. We want to pray for the Holy Spirit to just touch your womb and to quicken you this morning. Amen. Amen. Just come up a little closer there. Come on, we need, we're going to have a lot of, lot of awesome women, awesome mothers this morning. We rejoice and thank God for you today. You heard uh, some awesome worship, prayer, a great word, just so much ministry that the Holy Spirit wants to just kind of just seal it in your heart this morning. And I'm going to ask Pastor Lisa to pray with you, to pray over you in Jesus' name. Lord, we do, we thank you for every mother in this room right now. And we also include the mothers in the nursery 
and in other parts of this building with the children doing ministry. We thank you for every mother that you have given the gift of life to. We are grateful for every child represented here as well. Father, we thank you that your hand is upon these mothers. We pray for strength. We pray they would hear your voice. We pray they would feel your comfort when they're frustrated, when they're tired, when they feel alone. Father, that they would call out and cry out to the Holy Spirit. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. And so we know you are in the home of every mother, God. And that when she cries out to you, Lord, you answer. You comfort. You provide. You nurture. God, we thank you for that, Lord. So every mother today, hear God, we thank you that your blessing is upon them, and we pray that they would feel that blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. We have some books here we want to give you and bless you with. We love you. God bless you. May you have a blessed day. We love and appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, those of you that have joined us online. We appreciate you. We pray a blessing over you. In Jesus' name, you are at liberty. Have a great day.